You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. My name's Chris Gibbs from Western Ohio, and, and I'm a farmer. Now, I voted for Trump, but I also spoke out about the disastrous trade policies he forced upon American agriculture through punitive tariffs against our trading partners. Yeah. In Trump's Republican cult, there's no discussion, no dissent, mm. no vetting of policy. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get when you let hate-filled populists take over a party. Okay. I'll vote Biden in the fall. Yes. All right, we're going back a couple of years for this one, but for good reason! It's Founder Sting. Torn apart in a factory town. Believed every word out of that orange clown. Said he'd bring my job back and then he left. Shafted me, helping out all his friends instead. Conned in the USA. We've been scorned in the USA. He has torn up the USA. Well, we voted him out. Founders sing going back a few years for that one conned 
in the USA. Uh, Founder Singh, I pulled that out for good reason today. Because I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen tonight. You know, I've been whining. I know I've been whining for the past week because it was a week ago tonight that this new tour, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, kicked off in Tampa, Florida. And I'm, I was bummed because I couldn't get tickets. So the show tonight, it's the fourth or the, the fifth of the tour. They started in Tampa. They went to Atlanta. They went to Orlando. Tonight will be number four, show number four. And I couldn't get tickets when they went on sale because they did this stupid dynamic pricing thing. Actually, that didn't even affect me. Because I couldn't even get in. I was a verified fan, but I was on the wait list. I couldn't even get in the queue to buy tickets. If I had, I wouldn't have been able to because they were so expensive. So here's the deal. The show tonight is the smallest venue he's doing, at least on this leg of the tour. It's, it's at Hard Rock Live. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures. Um, I, I'm sure you've seen... Um, commercials for it. It's the Guitar Hotel in South Florida. It's a casino. And you know who's the guy who was in The Sopranos who's part of the band? Uh, That would be Steve Van Zandt, Little Steven, Little Stevie, Miami Steve, whatever you want to call him, uh, Steve Van Zandt. That would be um, this guy. Here's a picture of Little Steven with me and David. Oh, it's got to be 10 years ago at a show uh, here in South Florida. Here, for those of you watching on the video, here's little Steven with Allison when she was five, maybe four, three, somewhere in there, uh, taken down here when I was went to his hotel to record him doing IDs for a show. And then um, here's my one and only picture with Bruce Springsteen. This was taken in 1992 um, after the the unplugged plugged taping. Remember the MTV series um, uh, uh, Unplugged? Well, Bruce had a new album coming out uh, with a new band. It's his, his only album, two, two albums, Lucky Town and Human Touch, that were done without the E Street Band. And they released simultaneously. And he did this MTV Unplugged. But after one song, he plugged in. So it became Bruce Springsteen Plugged. So anyway... I got shut out of tickets, and here I am, like, bitching and moaning and saying, I have a feeling this will be the first Springsteen tour since 1980, the river, that I haven't seen the show when he's in town. And, well, (laughs) um, you know, I've been begging, pleading, someone, come up with a ticket for me. And you know who came to the rescue? My sister. My sister, who said she knew she still owed me one because some 25, 30 years ago already, I got her backstage. She was out visiting me in California, in Los Angeles, and I got her. um, We went to see Robert Plant. She's a huge Led Zeppelin freak, and she got to meet Robert Plant. In fact, if I can... um, I'm probably not going to be able to do it. But if I can pull up, she posted a picture on Facebook today uh, of her with Robert Plant at that show in in Southern California saying this is the reason, um, you know, uh, I owe her. Oh, here it is. Let's see if I can if I can pull this up on the screen for you. So this was many, 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 many years ago. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Um Let's see if I can make it much bigger so you can see the picture for those of you watching one of the video streams. Um, Why is there like a little dot in? There we go. Let's see if it comes out. There we go. So there's my sister Mindy with Robert Plant. Again, this must have been 1991, 92 maybe. Anyway, so what she wrote on uh, Facebook is, my sister is awesome. Payback for this picture. I owed her a big one. So I'm not asking how she did it. But my sister came up not only with a pair of tickets for tonight's show, but they're really good seats, too. (laughs) I mean, really good seats. So not in the pit, though that would be nice. But no, um, we're in like the first tier behind the pit, behind the floor seats. We're like four rows up. So I'm I'm all the way. Stage right. So if you're looking at the stage, it's to the left. Uh, Anybody who's going to be there. 
look for me. I've been in the fourth row, section 112, excited. So uh, we may talk a little bit about Bruce a little later in the program, um, just because I'm kind of excited. I am. What can I, what can I do? Um, but anyway, I thought, though, you know, obviously we've got a show to do. One thing I will not be doing tonight is watching the State of the Union address, but I have to cover it for you tomorrow. So um, uh, it's going to be a late night or an early morning, I guess. So you guys watch it. I may have you tell me how he did tomorrow because <laughs> I won't be seeing it, certainly not in real time. And I've noticed in the chat room a number of you were saying that um, uh, you wanted, we're, we're not going to watch the, the official Republican response, which is being given by the new governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckaboo-Boo Sanders. Oh, yeah. Those Republicans, they really got all together. Now, but here's the thing. You know what I'm going to talk about today, right? Do you know? You don't know. Here's the thing. Florida is insane. I'm telling you, we can't get out of here fast enough. So, I'm looking at, uh, this is actually yesterday's Miami Herald, and I brought this in here yesterday. I just didn't get a chance to go through it with you. But some of this is, um, it's crazy. If you look at the front page of yesterday's Miami Herald, the above the fold, first up here, whoops, in the, in the main position, carrying concealed gun without permit proposed for Florida. Because, hey, we're cutting edge. And then the next, invasion of privacy. You see this? I, I'm, I'm going backwards. I, I have a hard time going in the wrong direction. It says some female athletes in Florida schools leery of being made to reveal menstrual cycles. You think this is the insanity that's going on down here? This governor, if you can call him that, is nuts. And then the first page of the local and state section is, again, Florida High School Athletic Association Board has final say on requiring athletes to submit menstrual history. How is group chosen? And it's an article about that group. And meanwhile, all this is going on while we we find out that uh, DeSantis has gone through with replacing the board of directors of the new college in Sarasota. I've been telling you about this. This is part of the Florida State University system. And the new college was this tiny campus. It has like a 700 student student body. And it's it's been a haven for kids who didn't feel like they felt in felt um you know included in the bigger university system. It's a lot of LGBTQ plus kids, a lot of trans kids, a lot of non-binary kids. Um, and Rhonda and this, this, the school has, has, um, you know, slowly turned into this over the years. Uh, the new, the new college came into being when I was a student at the university of South Florida. And it was, it was a, um, a satellite campus. Our school was in Tampa um, the the uh, new college was in Sarasota, which is about an hour away. And again, it's this tiny little campus where kids feel comfortable exploring who they are. It's a very non-traditional school setting. They don't have your traditional grades. It's just a different kind of place that catered to kids who marched to the beat of a different drummer, if you know what I'm saying. And Ron DeSantis came in and wiped it all out and says, nope. We're going to turn this around. We're going to model it after this Christian college in Michigan called Hillsdale. All you have to do is Google Hillsdale. It is a right-wing religious thing, which is the the polar opposite of what the new college is. So it's just, it's one thing after another after another with this guy. And you know what? I hope he keeps doing it. I hope it continues that he just rolls out one more insane proposal after another because they will lose. Now, you know, he's got this stupid, um, what he calls constitutional carry. I'm sorry I didn't bring in today's paper because the letters to the editor are almost universally about the insanity that the Florida legislature is actually considering 
doing away with any licensing or training requirements for you to own a gun in this state. They want to have no permit carry, no registration carry. They call it constitutional carry, and that's Orwellian. It just is insane. we, We can't get out of here fast enough. So April... It seems like forever away, but it's it's coming soon, and, and it, it, it's not going to be soon enough for me. So where do we go from here? What could possibly be even crazier? Well, you might have heard about this little town in Florida called The Villages. It's not so little, and it's in the middle of the state. It's in, you know, you, oh, oh thank you, David. Oh, my darling husband brought in. So let, I'll just share you. Oh, Yes, hello. New College is not just a haven for gay and transgender right. and right. non-binary kids. It happens to also be a place where a lot of art-oriented kids go. That's Performing right. arts, yep. you know, uh, graphic arts, things like that. That that was how it originally got started. Right. It just happened. It turned into that. It that became a, a lot. No, it started off like that. It just turned into the haven for right, that's gay what I'm and saying. transgender yep. kids right. because... Go figure, a lot of them happen to be creative. Yep, yep, I hear you. It's, it's true. And so, um, anyway, anyway, uh, so look at, look at the, uh, some, of these, um, some of the letters from today's paper I'll share with you real quickly. Like the first one, Florida legislators pass sane gun laws. This one, I'll, I'll just read the last paragraph because it's a long one. But uh, the, the writer, who happens to be my neighbor across the street, <laughs> Barbara, she wrote, please, Florida legislators, do not pass permitless carry and stop labeling it as constitutional carry under the guise of protecting Second Amendment rights. Those rights and the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are better protected by the simple logic of issuing permits to those who want to carry their guns outside the home. And I, because I know the neighbor, they're Republicans. These are people who would normally be prone to voting for this guy. And even he's turning them off. Um, here's one moral obligation. Regarding the February 6th story, carrying concealed gun without permit proposed for Florida, those in the picture accompanying the story support the expressed argument that, quote, we can assume that our citizens are going to do the right thing when it comes to carrying and bearing arms. <laughs> oh god uh the the letter writer says sadly that is one of the most what he's a oh he's a republican she's not ah i see okay so how that, how that how, i don't know how people do that okay well never mind um sadly that is one of the most ridiculous arguments ever expressed by a public official as it fails to recognize that the problem is not our law-abiding citizens but those who commit crimes The law should require of anyone wanting already to have a gun to register it, have a sample bullet mark on file in case the gun is stolen and used by others in a crime, a proper background check, and sharing issued home gun permits with schools to enhance risk assessments. This person writes, I am pro-owning guns, but this right has responsibilities. So yes, Ron DeSantis, keep rolling out these insane ideas of yours here's one there's one woman's rights praise the man who wrote the february 5th letter student bodies and stay free florida they stood up for girls against the outrageous mandatory reporting of student athletes menstrual cycles (coughs) the next one insane florida I was anguished and disgusted after reading about a bill being introduced in the florida legislature allowing open carry um, it, it goes on and on. Good for the goose. Here's one bitching about the menstrual cycle thing. And it says, why aren't high school boys being asked similarly intrusive questions as to their nocturnal emissions with the information to be bandied about and seen by one and all other than their urologist? Right. And the, the last one, I mean, I, I, I seriously could, could just read all these letters. Is, is titled, Who Needs Permits? And this letter writer wrote, Governor DeSantis is right. Let's do away with gun permits. While we're at it, let's ditch the driver's license. No one pays attention to the rules of the road anymore. What about airline pilots? The sky is big. Planes, pilots don't really need a piece of paper to fly when all they must do is look out that big front window. DeSantis is on to something here. Florida. What about fertility, conceal and carry? Well, so this brings me to this morning. 
I wake up, I do my usual reading of the emails and the newsletters and the blogs, and and then I see an email from Ryan Grimm. Ryan Grimm, of course, um, uh, these days of The Intercept, and Ryan Grimm has a piece (laughs) in The Intercept, and it's called, hold on, I gotta gotta bring it up. Uh, Now I gotta find it again. What? Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, you know, the, the, the blurb, it says revolt in the villages. And of course, to me, I read revolting villages. Same thing, actually. But the headline actually is the villages vendetta. How a grassroots revolt in the iconic retirement community community ended with a 72-year-old political prisoner. And I'll tell you what, let's get Ryan Grimm on the phone. And the reason he's going to be on the phone is because um, his daughter has a a, a, a swim meet or a tent, something. Hello. Hey, hey, Ryan, it's Nicole Sandler calling. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, good. Let me step outside. Real okay. Quick. Okay. Uh, so again, we're, we're reaching Ryan Grimm. He's at a, you know, his, he's a parent first and foremost. And what, what kind of a meter are you at? Where are you? Oh, just, it's swimming, swimming practice. Swimming practice. Oh, and you're up in D.C., so it's, this is an indoor swimming thing. This is year-round stuff, huh? That is correct. Oh, it's pretty nice out. Oh, good. Well, it, it's nicer down here, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And it's an even better day because I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen tonight. Congratulations. So, thank you. Got a ticket at the 11th hour, literally. So I'm very excited because I thought I was going to miss him. Um, and this would be the first time, you know, since the River Tour. So at least that's not the problem. Uh, I'm going. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm sure you're glad that your daughter is in school in the D.C. area and not down here in Florida. Because, you know, if, it, if she were in Florida, she would have to and wanted to, wanted to participate in interscholastic swimming. She would have to supply the school, the teachers, the coaches with her menstrual cycle uh, records. Did you hear about that? Freaks. Bunch of freaks down there. Really freaks. You know what? We're moving. I'm getting out of here because of this. This 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 governor is nuts, but the state you're is not, going are along you with really him. Really going to do that? Yeah, we're we're going to Arizona where they didn't no, elect not, fascists. You're moving. Oh, they are. But are is Florida really going to like hit up like middle schoolers? Yeah, here. For well, high school. Data? If the floor <clears throat> Reading from the Miami Herald, if the Florida High School Athletic Association decides to move forward with its proposal to require female students to disclose their menstruation history, the decision will be made by the association's board of directors. And then this asks how these people get on the board. But here's another um, thing. Invasion, front page in Miami Herald yesterday. Invasion of privacy. Some female athletes in Florida schools leery of being made to reveal menstrual cycles. They're leery of it, Ryan, just in case you were wondering. What creeps run that state? My God. It's insane. And and every day it's something else. But as I was saying at the beginning, good. I hope DeSantis keeps every day with something else like this because he's alienating the people who would even vote for him. So keep it up. It's it's, It's just sickening. But anyway, so I'm going through this like, the insanity of the day here in Florida. By the way, we have a little theme song. I'll only play you the intro. It goes like this. Oi, Florida, in case you couldn't hear it over the phone. Anyway. A little, little, day, little day drinking Florida <laughs> style there. Yes. It's like they do in the villages. So, Ryan uh-huh. Grimm, That's you. Starts early there. Oh, my God. You, so, you got to visit the villages. Yes, I did indeed. You have family there? Well, yeah, my dad lives there. And actually, my uh, step-grandmother, my late step-grandmother lived there as well. Um, my dad's a snowbird there. He, he goes, he's from Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. So he, he goes down in the winter. Uh-huh. Um, and did he a lot know? Of Pennsylvanians there, actually. Yeah, well, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of transplanted Northerners, people from around the country who come here. And I wonder if they know that it's this right-wing, crazy town before they get there, uh, is your family? Are they Republicans, or or are they were political, or do they not know? No, my dad. No, my dad's a Democrat, and he. It's getting a little less Republicany as the as the kind of 
demographics change a little bit. I don't mean racial demographics. It's mm-hmm. still as white as you could possibly imagine. Yes. Uh, but I think as the, as more boomers are moving down there, you're getting more middle-class boomers. I think like the earliest retirees were the boomers who obviously had the most amount of money and could retire the earliest. So those are the people that got much richer, you know, throughout their lives. Right. Now you're seeing, now you're seeing a lot of public sector uh, employees. Like my dad was a school psychologist. Um, Gary Search, who I write about in this yeah. story, was also a school psychologist. Uh, Oren Miller worked in a, a factory for 40 years in Joliet, Illinois, a Caterpillar factory. And so you're seeing more kind of union folks with pensions and more Democratic leaning. Now, so now it's maybe 70 percent Republican uh, <laughs> rather than like 90 percent Republican. But it's, I mean, it's still rock rib conservative area because also demographically it's, it's old white people. And yeah. You know, the median old white person is a Republican. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, because I, I, I now pass for an old white person and I'm far from Republican, but I'm getting out of Florida because I'm outnumbered down here. So you, you went to visit your family. Did you know you were going to write a story while you were down here? Yeah, I actually got the tip separately and I, I sent it to my dad. I said, hey, have you heard about this? And he said, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I've seen those guys mugshots in the newspaper. <gasps> Mugshots uh, seems like practically every day. Like to talk, they talk. They've been talking about these guys for the last year as having committed like the crime of the century. And what did these um, three old men do? They were people who weren't necessarily as Republican <laughs> as the people who run the villages, the politicos who've cut deals for for years since the the villages was created in the middle of the state where there was nothing before they just they plopped this housing development that's mm-hmm. that's actually a, a bunch of little housing developments um put together um in just outside of ocala and it's turned mm-hmm. into the biggest retirement community in the world did you know that they also have the highest rate of stds of any geographical if, area in the country if, if- if you tell them that, they will tell you that it's not true, that it's, that that's a myth, that's an urban legend. Um, so I don't know if uh, that's actually true or not. Uh, I, I, but I think it, it is. It's, it's too good to check. I know. Right? <laughs> right? Anyway, so um, you're up there. And the thing is, uh, th- there, as I learned from this article that you wrote, uh, again, the, the, uh, the headline of it, I, I read it wrong. I thought it was the revolting villages. And then it's like oh. the re- revolt in the villages. I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, the villages vendetta, how a grassroots revolt in the iconic retirement community ended with a 72 year old political prisoner. And these were people who just wanted to make sure that the residents there weren't being charged by way of massive tax increases for the developers um, expansion plans. Right. Yep. That's what this came down to, isn't it? Yeah, and the backstory is that the villages was very clever. They they wanted the county, you know, to tax residents to subsidize the expansion of of the village and the growth of the villages. And what they what they ended up doing is they put a ballot reform on, you know, they put a reform on the ballot that said no longer would Sumter County elect commissioners, you know, by area of the county, the way that most counties do it. Right. We're going to do one Sumter, so everyone in Sumter County will pick basically five commissioners and the top five win. And because they own the local newspaper, they could basically then pick all of the commissioners. And so it shut the rural areas of the County that didn't yet have villages development in them out. And then they were allowed to get that, that enabled them to have control over the County commission. And so in 2019 County commission passed a 25% property tax increase on everyone in the County uh, in, to fund the infrastructure that would then subsidize, you know, further development south, and it's go, it's it has to go south because while the villages touches Lake County and touches Marion County, those are those are wealthier areas. Hmm. Uh, Marion County is a bunch of horse country, right. and the residents up there fought back against the villages and were like, "No, like you're not you're not going to demolish our horse country to build this retirement community." So they're blocked up there. They were never able to take over the county commission. My dad's actually in Marion County, but there's very little of the villages in that, in that area. Right. So they have to go south into the poorer area. And so they, so they raised, uh, property taxes, 25% on everybody, but the villagers 
that live currently, they don't want to pay for that. Right. A, they don't want more development. They're happy with their own development. They don't want, you know, longer lines and happy hour. You know, they don't want more traffic. The traffic is already getting bad. Uh, you know, there's drunk driving problems, <laughs> people driving golf carts drunk. You know? <laughs> oh, yes. And the golf want, carts don't want more of that. Oy, are everywhere and inside so, the community, the, yes. So there was a massive amount of community pushback, uh, but they went forward with it anyway, implemented it. And then in 2020, three guys ran on the backlash against this and said, you know, the EMS, uh, S-Step, <laughs> Miller, and Search, they were going to come to the rescue. And despite getting outspent like 200 to one practically, uh, it was, you know, just mammoth spending on behalf of the contractors to the incumbents. Uh, it was a landslide in the, and they won in the Republican primary because that's wow. the only election that matters. Right. You know, in most of they ran as Republicans, but said, look, we're, right. we're, we're, we're working on behalf of the residents here against right. the developers who are bilking us. Tax, right. right. And we're going to tax the developers. Yes. Imagine that. Um, and and so they won. And then right. the trouble started. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They start getting warnings that, uh, you know, be careful what you how far how hard you push. And, and one of the three step, you know, started going a little bit wobbly, but they did manage to push through uh, what they call an impact fee increase, a huge impact fee increase on the on basically the developers and the contractors. So the businesses that are going to benefit from the development are going to then pay the tax to fund, uh, you know, the, the fire. Expansion the, and the, the, right. The, the roads, yes. the schools, the stuff that, right. that you need yes. to go along with it. As it should be, right? I mean, as right. it should be, yes. Right. And then the villages, it, it's, it's so insane. The villages hires the local legislator in the area, like the guy who in the state house who represents the villages in Tallahassee, they put him on the payroll. Disclosures show uh, for 2019, they paid him $141,000. 2020, they paid him $350,000. This is a guy whose salary is like $29,000, right? Right. 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 And then then the the next year, they pay him (laughs) $925,000 in salary. Whoa. And he he introduces legislation – uh, that says you cannot, you know, increase impact fees on developers. Uh, and it passes and Ron DeSantis signs it. Uh, you can do tiny increases, you know, like a one or 2% increase or something, but you know, but, and, and he makes it retroactive so that the County commission's uh, impact fee increases is just mooted wow. by the Ron DeSantis's uh, signature just done. And, and then, and then uh, a little bit later, the guy says, and he's not running for re-election. He's done. The guy who was two, who, two who they paid nine hundred thousand dollars to right. do their bidding right. when he was actually a commissioner for the the yeah. city or the county, and then the, the villages. No, he, he, he was the state house. Oh, the state, state house representative. Okay, and his title was vice president for uh, residential development for the villages. So, like, his job is like expanding the villages and doing the development. So, like literally like intersecting with exactly what he was legislating on. Really incredible. Wow. And then he's like, okay, well I did what I was hired to do and paid handsomely for, so I'm not running again. So Right. And we, 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 we don't know like exactly, you know, we can't say what he was hired to do or all we can say is uh, that these are the dots that are out there. Right. Okay. So these three men, the the EMS men for their last mm-hmm. names those are their initials but they cleverly said we're here to the rescue we're to, you know mm-hmm. to save the people of the villages well they all turned on them right i mean these they were trying to protect the residents from having you know this massive tax property tax increase and and the governor's people did an end run around them and targeted them now how how did they all of a sudden become the bad guys well, you you probably know about Florida's sunshine laws. I do. There's this kind of weird law that says that two county commissioners can only discuss county business in public at a commission meeting. Right. And you know that depends on how you define commission business. Like talking about COVID relief. Like is that commission business or is that or is that just organizing COVID relief? Like it's not always obvious what counts as commission business. Some people 
you know, interpreted strictly based on are we going to have, you know, it's only the thing that we're going to vote on on the agenda next week. Others have a broader interpretation. In any event, they acknowledged that, like, right after their election, they were still talking about commission business with each other outside of meetings because they didn't know about this, this Sunshine rule Sunshine law, Gary, right. Gary Search had been a commissioner in Pennsylvania, and he's like, well, we would always just go to the diner and talk to other commissioners, talk to local residents like this. I don't see anything wrong with that, but okay, if this is your law, we won't do it. So people file a complaint. Their enemies, uh, you know, file a complaint to, not to the state ethics commission in Tallahassee, which would have been the appropriate venue for something like that, but to the local prosecutor. Uh, and DeSantis, if you remember, had removed some prosecutors and was really, had really taken charge of, of law enforcement uh, in the, in the state. And so this, so this, prosecutor personally takes charge of this case. And personally, like the state attorney for the circuit of that area interviews two of these, um, two of these commissioners about these, these sunshine charges and asks them about all of these phone calls and also asks if they were using, uh, Orrin Miller's wife, this one, Angie Fox, who's an animal rights activist as a conduit. Cause you can't use a third party to like, you can't say, hey, tell, you know, tell Orrin Miller that I'm going to vote this way on this, right. this issue. Um, but c- that clearly wasn't happening. Like, she, she's, her, she's an activist. Like, she was trying to get this high-kill shelter shut down. She had been doing that for years. Right. And trying to replace it with a no-kill shelter. And so she would lobby all the different commissioners. And they'd say to her, you know, you can't speak to me on behalf of your husband. She'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm not, I don't do anything on behalf of my husband. Right, I'm, I'm doing my it on my own. Here. She sounds right. like me. I think we would get along yeah. really well, me yeah, and Angie Fox. I think, right? I think you would. Yeah, uh, I may yeah. have and to in fact, reach they, out to they her. they did get it. Yeah, go ahead. You no, know, I was going to say, I may have to reach out to her because she sounds like a tough woman who's like, I yeah. don't do his bidding. I'm just doing right. for myself. And, and yet they positioned it as she was, uh, she was like moderating these outside right. of the sunshine discussions between two government officials, you know, that law is on the books. It's supposed to be a good thing so that people are not doing backroom deals. That's right. what it was put in there for. But it seems like they used this to entrap them to try to say they did something wrong when they didn't do anything wrong. Right. And they also couldn't agree on what they're accusing them. Like, were they having illegal conversations or, or were they using her? to have illegal conversations like, mm-hmm. like which one was it either way, they never went forward with the charge. And instead they went with a perjury charge, uh, which is the original BS charge. Felony perjury is the original BS charge, especially when there's no underlying crime that you're charging. So basically Orrin Miller, they said, when did, when did these phone calls that you were having with this guy stop? And he's like, I really don't know. Uh, it could have been January, it could have been February, you know, a couple months after we were elected. I don't, I don't know. And at one point in the interview, they said, so you're saying that the calls ended in January? He's like, yes. But elsewhere he had said he wasn't sure. It might have been February. He didn't know. And then they're like, boom, well, we have this call here in February. What was this about? And he's like, well, I don't, I don't know what that was about. And boom. And that's, and that's, and that's what they perjury. Like, that's it's literally... And that's it's like, this is eight, this is like eight months later. He's had, you know, they, they checked his phone records. He had like thousands of phone calls. Oh my God. Like who would remember that? Uh, so yeah, that's what they, that's what they hit him on. So after all of this, they were, they were, you know, just, just scraping the bottom of the barrel to say, what can we hold over them? Mm-hmm. And it was perjury because they, they, they allegedly lied about conversations that violated Florida's Sunshine Law. This Except is... they never actually charged them with violating the Florida's Sunshine Law. Oh. So um, then what were they lying about? And his lawyer pointed out in a motion for a new trial that the judge, of course, dismissed, uh, but they're going to appeal. He pointed out they admitted that they violated the Sunshine Law in the couple of months after they were elected because they, they hadn't been trained in what the law was yet. And so, therefore perjury doesn't make sense because perjury you can only charge someone with perjury if there's an intent to conceal a crime right it's not it's not perjury to just like forget something. something right just, like, it has to it has to be for the purpose of covering up some type of uh, culpability in some crime and if they had already admitted that they had done it 
and they were sorry for it and they didn't do it again, then what are they covering up? Right. So, so, but, so they, they, they charged, um, Angie Fox's husband, this is Commissioner Miller, with perjury. Both, right, yeah. a both. And he and he went to jail. And he's been yeah. in jail. And was he not able to get bail? This is insane. Yeah, they, they so they can he got convicted by a jury of six people. Um which it's uh, complicated and I have some theories on what happened, but uh the judge then uh sent him right to jail to await sentencing. Rather, you know, Elizabeth Holmes got out you know, waiting got for, out sentencing. Wait for right. sentencing. But he, he um, couldn't get bail. He went right to prison because he was convicted on this bullshit perjury charge yeah. for which there was no crime that he was allegedly lying about. Right. Right. And how right. long was and he so, yeah. in jail? Seven, 75 days later is when he finally got his sentencing. So that, that was over Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's and last Monday. Uh, is when he when he went into uh, for is when he went in for his sentencing. Oh my and god! It, and at sent and at, and at sentencing he got uh, he looked like uh, he'd been a hostage in a like a, a Taliban hostage or something. And this is um, a seventy-two year old man. People should understand yeah. a seventy-two yeah. year old man. They did this to, and and again, all he wanted to do was run to help the people of the villages not get saddled with a twenty-five percent property tax increase. These are people yeah. on fixed incomes who, you know, go to and, a retirement and the, community. And the no-kill shelter. And, and the no-kill no shelter. shelter. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so so at sentencing, what did they sentence him to? So they do time served. Uh, the pre-sentencing report recommended 30 months of probation, supervised probation. Uh, the prosecutor actually recommended only 24, which seemed to me to be a nod that, like, okay, this is a little absurd. Right. Uh and then the judge came in and did 36 months. The, so the judge lengthened it. <laughs> lengthened it and then added 200 hours uh, community service. But the guy does all, spends all his time doing community service already. That's all like he does his, in his spare all, time. Aside, even aside from county commissioner, he like, right. it, it's absurd the amount of uh, community service that, that he does. Um, but the judge was like, well, how do I, punish him despite the fact that he does all this community service. He's like, I know. And he sentences him to uh, perform his community service at the local landfill. Oh my God. This is a man who, again, they couldn't just sentence him to community service because in his spare time, this is what right. he does. He helps people. You have a, a just like a, a, a litany of people who came forward during his sentencing to talk mm-hmm. about him saying he's like the best person alive. All he does yeah. is help people. He's selfless. He, he puts himself out there for us. And the judge then makes him work in the landfill. Which apparently the judge can't do, so his lawyer is hopeful that he'll be able to get him transferred oh to Sumter County. Because that's, that's, he also wanted him to do it at the Marion County landfill, which is you know, a really long drive yeah. for him on top, on oh top my of God. being at a landfill. Now, how does this, Ryan Grimm, how does this all go back to, Rick, to uh, Ron DeSantis? Because you know he's got a hand in it. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the main guy that was making all the threats uh, told the commissioners, I have, I have Ron DeSantis's personal phone number. I can crush you anytime I want. Uh, that's, that's according to uh, Gary Search and Orrin Miller. Uh, DeSantis, after they were charged, immediately came in and kicked them off the county commission uh, and replaced them with, with appointed commissioners who then reversed everything that they had done. Oh my you know, God. Reversed, reversed the, the, the no-kill shelter funding. Uh, you know, made sure that they made sure that they wouldn't do, uh, you know, the, the tax reforms that they were trying to do. And they were also trying to reverse that one Sumter thing to allow rural areas to have say again. And the new commissioners uh, made sure that that was bl- taken off of the ballot. Uh, so, uh, you know, and DeSantis has been to the villages 20 times yep. since being governor. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like really his home base. 
Oh, my God. This, you know, I knew it was bad. I've been through there a number of times because my, my older sister lives in Ocala, ac- actually in Oklawaha, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's all Indian uh, names of, of t- little towns and stuff up there. She's on the mm-hmm. lake, on Lake, I'm drawing a blank. But, it, you know, when I drive to visit her, which I haven't in a few years, we go up the turnpike and you get off. Um, and you you go past the villages to get to her house. So we'd always do. Our, she does her grocery shopping in the villages. It's mm-hmm. a very. Um, it, it's sort of like Pleasantville. It reminds me of you know the right. Stepford Wives. It's very manicured. Everything lo- is in place. But what you see are all the golf carts. If you go into the mm-hmm. town center area, people don't drive cars inside the villages. Right. They drive these golf carts. And they put their political, you know, messages on their right. golf carts. It's yeah. it's a unique place. I mean, it's interesting to go through, though I wouldn't want to be stuck there late at night. Right. I mean, even the people who, uh, all the people in this story who, who were aghast at all of the corruption and, and cruelty would still say, you know, I love the villages. Oh, God. It's a great time. Yeah. Well, if you go there, I mean, like, it, on it, a Saturday you know, night. If, if, that's what you're, if that's what you're into, like. You're going to have a great time. Yes. And the town square is filled. They've got like a mm-hmm. gazebo and there's a band and they have line dancing all the line and all dancing, kinds yeah. of activities for <laughs> seniors. And and again, there is whether it's a rumor or not, <laughs> the hotbed of sexually transmitted diseases because those seniors know how to fuck, I guess. I don't know. Um, but they also know how to fuck each other. one special. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Never know where that's going to lead. So Ryan, uh, Ryan Grimm, have you heard from anybody down in the villages since the article was published? Yeah, I mean, I've been staying in touch with folks. There, uh, Oren, uh, Angie's wife, uh, created a, a GoFundMe uh-huh. uh, for his legal for his legal bills, which uh, ha- has raised a lot of money in the last couple of days, and they're going to appeal, uh, and so that that money will fund the appeal, and I think that they have a pretty reasonable chance if they can get it out of that area and get it into the hands of some more normal judges. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be tough because you, you know, Florida, <laughs> Florida, you know, it's hard to find normal judges. I do. Um, but they have, but on the merits there, the, the charge should be thrown out. Like the conviction should be thrown out. That's, just because of the points that we were talking about. Earlier. Right. Like it just, it, no, it just doesn't make sense. You know, and he, he should be compensated for his suffering. I mean, he, this man was imprisoned. He was, he was denied his heart medication. He was denied medication. Mm-hmm. He lost a lot of weight. He looked, he looked really sick when he finally got to court. Um, yeah. This is just, this is, this is vindictiveness. This is, this is ugliness from the, the, the government of the state on down. Anybody who dares challenge Ron DeSantis gets treated like this. Yeah, and the guy who uh, is the president of the Property Owners Association who had you know, backed the, uh, these three guys, you know, he said in a, a speech about a year ago, he's like, all, of my, all the people that I've recruited to run for various offices are, are one by one, they're dropping out. Like wow. they don't want it. They, they saw what happened. Wow. Like, this so, is not why, like, this is not how I want to spend my golden years. Right. And, you know, you know, Ryan, around the, the election, we saw there were some little stories here in Florida about a group of, like, upstart Democrats who dared to put Biden signs on their golf carts mm-hmm. and go parading through the villages. And I'm thinking, good for them. Well, they're taking their lives in their hands, it seems. Well, I think that is tolerated. Yes. I mean, they're going to get. You know, they're going to get somebody got Trump uh, like sprayed into their lawn lawn with uh, pesticide. And, you know, they'll get that kind of thing. But it's when you come for their bread, it's when you come for their pockets that they're going to bring the real force down. Like you want to parade around in a golf cart that says Biden, you know, go ahead. You'll get yelled at a little bit. You try to mess with this, you know, billion dollar tax benefit uh then we got a problem right but again i feel sorry for the idiots the the rank and file you know maggot riding around in the villages who who just doesn't understand that they're fighting against their own best interests these people uh this man miller only wanted to save the residents there 
from having their property taxes. Well, I think he still had the support of the residents. It was just the local power figures. And so it doesn't matter that they won by a landslide. The local power people got put them in their place. Right. Right. And the new ones were appointed. And Miller needs to have his conviction vacated in order to be able to run again if he wants to run again. Wow. And then you've got the local newspaper, the Daily Sun, which is (laughs) also it's the it's the, um, you know, the villages, this tiny little area in Florida, their own private Fox, not news. Right. It's their own propaganda newspaper. I've heard it's the thickest print newspaper left in the country and i, 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 I bet it is i bet it is because think about it like oh my God. something like 80 percent of the residents subscribe to it right. and, and it's packed with ads for you know the two-for-one specials and the because everybody's re, everybody still reads the actual physical print paper right uh and yeah they propagandize oh the, the heck out of this this case wow I, I, I'll tell you, I, I just I'm counting the minutes till April gets here and we get out of the state. It's mm. really scary. And I try to tell people who DeSantis is. I think thanks to stories like yours, Ryan Grimm at The Intercept, the people are starting to get a feel. But I still see commentators on the so-called, you know, uh, left with liberal cable news channels talking about Ron DeSantis as if he's the sensible alternative to Trump. No. Yeah. Yikes. He is not. Uh, yeah. And, and they, they all, they do it on MSNBC too. Like, Oh, well at least he's not Trump. No, he's worse. Right. Right. <laughs> so, Could Trump have pulled uh, something like this off? I no, don't know. I, but no, because he he was, uh, you know, a, a, just a disaster waiting to happen. Ron DeSantis is more dangerous because he's higher. He's more educated. I, I'm not saying he's smarter because yeah. I don't think either one is particularly smart, but he's more educated and he understands a little more how government works. So he knows how to manip- manipulate it. Yeah, he probably cares a little more. I guess. Who knows how much Trump cares, oh, right? Right. Trump just, yeah, he has no ideology. He has, he just goes with whatever is going to suit him and make him the most money at any right. given moment. And, and or, or get him on TV. And, like, just play the, yeah, get, like exactly. put his face in oh, front of the most number God. of people as possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Ryan Grimm, everybody should read this story because it's a perfect example of the shit that happens here. Every fucking day. This is Florida. This is Florida. And uh, yeah, thank you for for writing this. I'm reading it and just shaking my head and shaking. It's like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) this is what they do. It's terrible. You know what it reminds me of in a a perverse kind of way is Don Siegelman. That wasn't a Florida story. That was an Alabama story. But that's right. You know, Mr. Miller is a political prisoner, as was Don Siegelman. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Oh, it's just just insane. All right, Ryan Grimm, um, I hope everybody's All okay right. at the swim practice. I'll let you get back into your daughter. Thank you for jumping out and talking to us about yep, this. Yep, you got it. All right, take care. We'll talk soon. All right, see you later. Thanks, bye. Uh, Ryan Grimm, everyone. Find him at The Intercept at theintercept.com. The Intercept is another one. Look, I, I, I have some issues with some of the people there, but I love their business model in that they are not behind a paywall. They ask for your contributions, but they're not telling you you can't read any stories until you pay up because sometimes you can't afford it. That's how this show runs, right? We are no paywall. You can go back and listen to programs from 10 years ago if you want, either on my blog at NicoleSandler.com or on YouTube or in, you know, now we're hosted by Zencaster. And if you can get into their interface, it goes back. It goes back uh I think my first podcast was like in 2004 or thereabouts. So, yeah. Um, but we, we do rely on your generosity that if you appreciate the content that you support us. One way to support this program, of course, is um, by contributions, by donations. And you can do that at NicoleSandler.com. You just click on one of those donate buttons. We now have another way you can support the show, and that's by by patronizing our sponsors and we have our first sponsor is the blend jet 2 i've been waiting today's drink is a coffee drink because i'm going to see bruce springsteen tonight and i can't be dozing off in the middle of it so in this i put i put uh coffee 
as it should be. Um, I put in a little bit of milk. I put in some cocoa powder and ice cubes. And now I'm going to blend it. All right. And there goes those ice cubes grinding up while they're while my smoothie is blending. Um, let me tell you that we have a deal that if you go to blendjet.com, use the promo code sent by Nicole 12, all one word sent by Nicole 12, you'll get 12% off your order and free two day shipping. And I'll tell you something, these things are selling and the reason they're selling is that they're really good. So I ran the blender, right? Um, by the way, when I'm ready to clean it, all I have to do is put, um, uh, fill it with water, put a couple of drops of dishwashing liquid in and, um, hit the blend button and it, and it cleans it. I, I filled this up to the brim. Hold on. Mm. Wow, that's good. I, I did this about an hour ago. So the ice, it's still icy. Some of it melted. I'm going to put a few more ice cubes in when we're done because I like it crunchy. Uh, but, oh, it's it's really good. Um, they even have a Facebook group of uh, BlendJet2 users sharing recipes. There's everything. There's so much you can do with it. Mm. So anyway, BlendJet.com. Use the promo code sent by Nicole 12 Get 12% off, free two-day shipping. You're seeing the commercials everywhere. At least I am. And so, you know, watch the commercials and see how cool these little blenders are. Mine, by the way, the, is the design is the geode. This is the geode pattern. Um, fits in the cup holder and the car. Uh, recharges with a simple USB. You know, it's just, it's, it's perfect. And you can take it with you wherever you go. So, I'm going to take it with me tonight. We've got about five minutes left, and I'm running. Just so you know, the um, podcast probably won't be posted till later tonight because it takes a while, and I got a bolt. So the YouTube video will be up. So watch the YouTube video. In fact, I'll put it on the uh, blog. I'll do that before I leave, but then I'm running because I don't want to be late, and it's going to be a madhouse there. So if you're just tuning in, yes, I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen tonight. And I got to tell you, um, in the nation, it's not just me. You know, look, in the news, we're hearing all about the problems that Taylor Swift fans had getting tickets for her show. Well, we went through it. Bruce Springsteen fans went through it. If you go to thenation.com, and I read The Nation all the time, Joan Walsh has an article there that just was posted yesterday. And the headline is Bruce Springsteen and these lost years. And the subtitle says after COVID, he and the E Street Band are celebrating, but also continuing their mourning tour. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. It won't end until it does. And she quotes Bruce from the opening night of the tour, which was one week ago tonight in Tampa, Florida. And Joan Walsh was there. Not only was she there, she was in the pit. And I'm jealous because I've been to easily a few dozen Springsteen shows over the years since I first saw him in 1980 on the River Tour. Um, And I've never been in the pit. That's right up front. It's general admission, no seats. You're, You're there against the stage. I have been up front. In fact, this picture that I showed you earlier from the, uh, plugged the MTV unplugged plug thing. I'm all hot and sweaty there. I look, my eyes are bugging out of my head. That's because this was after the show. So they finished the taping. Bruce went in, I guess, took a shower and changed and then came out and took some pictures. We were on the, we were not on the stage, but leaning on the stage um, right up front. I haven't watched that MTV uh, program, the plugged Bruce Springsteen, but I should because I'm guessing there's got to be a glimpse of me in there somewhere. So anyway, in your spare time. So Joan Walsh was in the pit in Tampa, and I'm jealous. But let me read to you the beginning of this piece. She starts with a quote from Bruce Springsteen, opening night of the 2023 East Street Band Tour Tampa, Florida. Quote, at 15, I can't do a Bruce voice, at 15, it's all tomorrow. No, I'm not going to try. At 73, it's a lot of goodbyes. That's why you have to make the most of right now. And that's what I plan on doing tonight, making the most of right now. And Joan Walsh writes, funny, when I was 16, I first heard Bruce Springsteen, his 1975 masterpiece, Born to Run. I think of the opening bars of Thunder Road. 
I think the opening bars of Thunder Road made me who I am today. Look, Joan Walsh and I are not really friendly. I mean, we're acquaintances, but we we've 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 butted heads over the years. Uh, never had a falling out or anything. She's just a she doesn't like I I used to have her on when I I filled in for Randy Rhodes and I referred to um Chris Matthews as Tweety. Because that was his nickname. She didn't like it. And I think since then, she just doesn't really like me much. But that's okay. Because now I have a newfound uh, respect for her. She writes, um, look, Thunder Road is is my, if I had to pick a favorite all-time song, it's Thunder Road. Um, because it's brilliant. I, I, could, I could close out the show reading Joan Walsh or... I could recite the lyrics to to Thunder Road. The screen door slams, Mary's dress waves. Like a vision, she dances across the porch as the radio plays. Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. Hey, that's me and I want you only. Don't turn me home again. I just can't face myself alone again. Don't you run back inside, darling. You know just what I'm here for. So you're scared and you're thinking that maybe we ain't that young anymore. Show a little faith. There's magic in the night. You ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. And that's all right with me. You can hide neath your covers and study your pain. Make crosses from your lovers, throw roses in the rain. Waste your summers praying in vain for a savior to rise from these streets. Well, now I'm no hero, that's understood. All the redemption I can offer, girl, is beneath this dirty hood. With a chance to make it good somehow, hey, what else can we do now except roll down the windows and let the wind blow back your hair? The night's busted open. These two legs will take these two lanes will take us anywhere. We got one last chance to make it real, to trade in these wings on some wheels. Climbing back, heaven's waiting down on the track. Oh, come take my hand. We're riding out tonight to case the promised land. Oh, Thunder Road, oh Thunder Road, Thunder Road. It's lying out there like a killer in the sun. I know it's late. We can make it if we run. Oh, Thunder Road, sit tight, take hold, Thunder Road. Well, I got this guitar and I learned how to make it talk. And my car's out back if you're ready to take that long walk. From your front porch to my front seat, the door's open, but the ride ain't free. And I know you're lonely for words that I ain't spoken. Tonight, girl, we'll be free. All the promises will be broken. There were ghosts in the eyes of all the boys you sent away. They haunt this dusty beach road and the skeleton frames of burned out Chevrolets. They scream your name at night in the street. Your graduation gown lies in rags at their feet. And in the lonely gloom before dawn, you hear their engines roaring on. When they get to the porch, they're gone on the wind. So Mary, climb in. It's a town full of losers and we're pulling out of here to win. Thunder Road, Bruce Springsteen. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm going out to party with Bruce. I got to thank my sister. All right. Until tomorrow, thanks for indulging me. I'm going. Bye. I'll leave you with the news. Okay? All right. See ya. Bye. It's time for Nicole Sandler. What's news from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. If it's Tuesday, it's the State of the Union Address. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. This will be the second from President Biden, but his first in front of a divided Congress. President Biden will likely remind lawmakers and the nation of his accomplishments, while also hoping to prove that he's able to serve as president for another term. Biden's expected to touch on a few of the most pressing issues in the country, including inflation, COVID-19, mass shootings, police reform and infrastructure. He'll likely also take enough time to tout the accomplishments of his administration. A poll was released on Monday from The Washington Post and ABC News that found that just 36 percent of U.S. adults said that President Biden had accomplished a, quote, great deal or a good amount since taking office. 36 percent? 62 percent said Biden had accomplished, quote, not very much or little to nothing. The perceptions, of course, were split along party lines. Go figure. 77% of Democrats said Biden had accomplished a great or good amount, while 93% of Republicans said he had accomplished not much or little to nothing. Gee, I wonder how that split could possibly have occurred. 
Hmm. Of course, the president must address the other things going on, like economic uncertainty, Ukraine's ongoing effort to fight off the Russian invasion, tensions with China, especially after the shooting down of that suspected Chinese spy balloon last weekend. The speech gets underway at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. The death toll from that 7.8 magnitude earthquake that shook southern Turkey and neighboring Syria rose to more than 5 Thousand. Tens of thousands of others were injured when the earthquake destroyed thousands of buildings during the original Templar and the hundreds of aftershocks that followed, including another huge 7.5 quake centered about 60 miles from the first epicenter. Tens of thousands of survivors were driven out of their homes, with many forced to spend the rest of the night outside in the cold. Turkish President Erdogan declared a week-long national mourning period. Although the earthquake directly hit Turkey, its impact on Syria was huge. A massive rescue effort is underway, and aid agencies are particularly worried about northwestern Syria, where more than 4 million people in that war-torn area were already relying on humanitarian assistance. On Tuesday morning, planes arrived in Syria carrying aid from Iraq and Iran, including food, medicine, and blankets. The White House said it was sending search and rescue teams to help look for survivors. The U.S., Japan, India, Pakistan and other countries have committed to assist with rescue crews. Meanwhile, more than 300 Russian soldiers are said to also be clearing debris and helping in search operations in Syria. Well, at least according to Russia's defense ministry. And while we are shocked and horrified by the huge number of people already reported dead, 5,000 as of this morning, a senior World Health Organization official warned that deaths could top 20,000 as rescue efforts continue. It's just horrific. Turning to the UK, thousands of nurses and ambulance service staff walked off the job in the UK on Monday. It's the largest strike in the 75-year history of Britain's National Health Service. The NHS National Director, Stephen Powell, said that more walkouts were expected, quote, in the most disruptive week the NHS has ever faced. The strike is the latest in a massive wave of protests in the UK in recent days as public sector workers demand higher pay to help them keep up with the rising cost of living. Teachers, train drivers, airport workers, border officials, postal workers and others have participated in this wave of strikes. Closer to home, residents of East Palestine, Ohio are still unable to return to their homes after a train derailment four days ago that sparked a massive fire and prompted widespread evacuations. The train crashed Friday and it was carrying hazardous materials, causing a fire that continues to burn. And on Monday morning, crews released toxic chemicals from five of those rail cars. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is saying this controlled release of vinyl chloride was necessary to prevent a possible explosion that could have resulted in the, quote, deadly disbursement of shrapnel and toxic fumes. What could possibly go wrong? Federal authorities have arrested two suspects in an alleged neo-Nazi plot to, quote, completely destroy Baltimore by disrupting its power grid. Prosecutors said in a complaint filed Monday in federal court that Sarah Clendaniel of Maryland and Brandon Russell of Florida conspired to cause maximum harm in a racist scheme to take out the predominantly black city of Baltimore's power grid. There were similar attacks on electrical networks in North Carolina, Oregon, and Washington state, though authorities couldn't present any immediate evidence of any link between this case and those. But come on, man. Yeah. And finally, the AI wars are almost here. Google on Monday unveiled their new chatbot tool dubbed Bard that will, I guess, compete with the success of ChatGPT. It's kind of popular right now at chat.openai.com. And now Google reportedly will open up Bard to trusted testers this week and the rest of us soon. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.